Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. All right, so today is a very special episode. This is episode number 50. 50 episodes, people. I never, ever thought that I would get this far. Listen, by the time you hear this, it'll be almost 10 months since my last breakup. And I jumped on what I knew what to do best. I I have a background in broadcasting. I have one of those very deep voices. And uh, I was a DJ in college, and I was a voiceover for a while. And um, that all went away with my alcoholism and my substance abuse all through the years. When this relationship ended, I was just broken, lost, you 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 know all the deal. If you've been following the episodes, you know the whole deal. Part of my story is not just I've been doing or approaching relationships completely wrong in every aspect. Now, listen, I, I've, I've said this a hundred times. I'm a nice guy. I'm charming. I'm Superman complex. I swoop in. I I want to fix the damsel in distress and yada, yada, yada. I'm a good boyfriend. I'm I'm loyal. I don't cheat. All, all that stuff. But there was so much that I wasn't doing or or I didn't know. And even after 60 years on this planet, I still was getting it wrong. And I thought by jumping on this podcast and or starting this podcast and blurting out oh poor me poor me look what she did to me she's a gaslighter she's a narcissist um she was doing inappropriate things in the adult entertainment industry she was having sex with other men yada 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 and i thought that by just airing that all out that i would heal and move on and i never really looked past that and said You know, that's only going to take 10, 20 episodes at the most if I just get on every week and and do like an audio blog and basically out myself of all the mistakes I made. This has morphed into something I I just never would have imagined. And, and, And I either had a choice, like at episode 20, because at that point I was I was booked with guests for two months. I was buying, investing money on websites and social media consultants and equipment, and I was putting money into this, and I said, either I got to shit or get off the pot. Either I'm going to do this or I'm going to just shut it down. But for those who know me and those who don't know me, when I put my mind, heart, and soul into something, it, it, it gets done. Okay, so... That brings us to today, episode number 50. My next guest, her name is Marilyn Penny. And Marilyn does something that I've known about for a long time. And I never really fully, well, I understand it, but I never had it done. We all have something, we're spirits having a human experience. And the spirit in us, has a record in the universe and Marilyn will explain that when she comes on but it's called an akashic record so we're going to do a little bit of a crossover of all the aspects of my life we're going to talk a little bit about my sobriety we're going to talk about the 
relate the past relationships that I've been in, the mistakes I've been making, and then we're going to cross over into the spiritual world where my tarot reading comes into play, and that's an it's a big part of my life, and I have not up until this point really put the tarot world onto you as the audience. Um, I, I told you in the beginning I did that, and I didn't think it was my target audience, but when I came across Marilyn on the venue that I use, I saw Akashic Records, and I, I'm i going to just be vulnerable here and tell you that my ex-girlfriend was into that, and she knew all about it, but she never did my Akashic Records. Marilyn is going to do a reading on me. She's going to do something called a relationship reading, and it's more of a soul realignment. She's going to realign my soul. And it's almost like, and I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this right. It's almost like wiping the slate clean, all right? We have a record in the universe, and she's going to go up and, well, not go up, but she's going, <laughs> I don't even know how to, you know what? I'm going to let her explain it. So coming up next, Marilyn Penny. She is a, a spiritual life coach and... Um, a soul realignment practitioner and a specialist in Akashic Records. I hope you enjoy this. Um, it's a little lengthy, but hang in there, folks. I think you will enjoy this. See you on the other end. Welcome, Anonymous Andrew, back with another episode. But this is something that you have probably never heard before to my audience. Um, I have, and I've never had this done. Today joining us is Marilyn Penny. And Marilyn is a, all right, she's, she's a couple of things. She's a, she's a spiritual life coach, and she specializes in relationships Um mostly uh what we're going to do today is she's going to do a soul well she's a soul realignment practitioner and that has to do with akashic records and i know what that means because i was into tarot cards for quite some time it still am but marilyn hello first of all say hello <laughs> hi andrew great to be here thank you would you explain what an akashic record is Yes, the Akashic Records, they're in the fifth dimension. So they operate somewhere between the earth plane and the spiritual plane. And they record all of our choices and consequences for all of our lifetimes. So it's pretty cool. It's a bit woo. But the information that I bring from the Akashic Records is very practical. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What kind of stuff do you have that is keeping you from essentially living your best life? With respect these, to religion. these records exist in between you you said the fifth dimension and they're they're in the fifth dimension which if you think of it as a kind of a spiritual sandwich you have your your earth plane where we are your 3d and then your mind is your fourth dimension and then the akashic records exist kind of above there so and like these... the internet for the soul that's what what i call it okay and these akashic records where do they come from well, they just, they, they are a part of our um, non-earth plane being, our existence. So we, there's a lot more to us than just our, our physical body as some people don't really grasp that yet, but we are sort of learning and evolving and, and understanding that there's more to us than just what we have in front of us, in front of the mirror. So that's what I'm sort of diving into with people and they understand things that are coming up they i think everybody kind of gets the spirit world you know but they don't get that kind of in between us and the spirit world and that's where the fifth dimension is and there's a whole lot of information there that we can be that can be useful for us yeah okay i'm i'm familiar with this but i want to make sure the audience knows what we're about to do so what marilyn is going to do for for us today but more specifically for me because of my recent breakup 
really not recent anymore, but you know, whatever the, the whole podcast is about this big breakup I had nine months ago, Maryland is going to do a soul realignment for me. Um, um, and, and she's going to do a relationship reading on me. And you want to go into that just a little bit, explain what you are about to do. Yeah, sure. So a soul realignment is a sort of the, the big part of the reading that I do. So what we're trying to do is bring your soul back to what it was before you made choices and consequences that aren't necessarily good for you, right? That are leaving some negative residue. So the first step we're going to do is a relationship reading, just because that's the area that is most painful for you right now, right? So we're going to yeah, so we're the area I need help in. <laughs> exactly, and that's and that's great. So I find I'm going to find out some things. I'm going to bring up some stories for you and some blocks at specific times in your life that him, have impacted your relationships. And then together we clear those with your intention. So that's going to help you. And I also work with your space. I work with you know just your soul in general. All those life areas where you're kind of stuck and you need some help moving forward by removing some gunk, as I say, soul gunk. level blocks. <laughs> I, like the, I like the word gunk. gunk. Okay. <laughs> I, that's what I feel like. There's a lot of gunk in my soul. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do this realignment and it's going to be, uh, just so everybody knows we've already done this. And so, um, and then we're going to come back and do a, uh, you had said a, uh, what did you call it? My, where I live, you're going to clean. The oh, space. we're going to do a property energy clearing. Yeah. yeah. That's that going to be. That yeah. comes down the road that we're going to be doing sure. that in a couple of weeks. So, all right, let's get this Great. party started. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, for a relationship reading, I can do these for single people. I also do them for couples or um, I can do a married couple with one person on behalf of another. So there's a whole aspect of energetic permission that I can talk to you about later. Um, but what I've been doing is helping people who are currently single, who have had these negative repeating patterns, right? And relationships just aren't working now. They can't figure out why, or they're just not happy with whoever they meet. It's not, there's not a, they're not attracting the right person, right? So it's all about the energy you're putting out there. So if you tell me you're a superman, you want to help everybody, that's who you're going to attract into your field. So we have to figure out the source of that. And so I have some really good nuggets in here too. Um, so your, your soul's personality, you're highly creative and you thrive on an artistic self-expression. Is that true for you? I'm very bad at arts and crafts and drawing, but creative, yes. I'm very like like cre I I got this podcast up and running within a week. Um, I, right. I I when I set out to do something, I do it, and and I have so creative in the sense of what like I don't. Draw. Well, it's just it's just whatever your self expression is. So because you also have your um your one of your energies is communication. That's your art. Your art mm -hmm. is your speech. So it's important for you to have an audience. So having this podcast is right aligned for you. So that's actually one of your steps towards, you know, having that freedom and have living your divinity. Because okay. aside from a relationship, you got to be solid within yourself. You got to live your true authentic self, right? And that's a big part of what I help people to do. And this is how I help them by telling them what you are in, as a soul and at a soul level. Okay. okay. Um, so you have a really distinct point of view, like you really um, in a perspective, um, but sometimes you have trouble expressing yourself to others about what that is. Is that correct? um yes um i don't like conflict so if i see something that's uncomfortable for me i don't know how to express that and in a relationship if she's doing something that i'm uncomfortable with i i'm afraid to say something because i'm afraid of the kickback or the um Okay, well, let's continue on and we'll start. You can, you know, drop bits of that relationship in and see how it relates to this. But the thing is that now you are expressing yourself, right? So there's a reason. There are lessons that we learn on everything. Nothing is wasted. So that relationship 
spurred you on to now create this podcast and start expressing your unique opinions. So how cool is that? And you um, couldn't have shared this experience if you hadn't gone through it. Yeah. And, and, and so I, as I, painful as it is, and I get that, I totally do. Right. I've often said I wasted two and a half, three years of my life with this woman. And at this age, I don't have much time to waste, but somebody said to what you just said, but look what came out of that relationship. You started a podcast and um, I've always wanted to do a podcast. So yes, something positive came out of this experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. And um, communication is one of your primary energies. So you're a good teacher. You're a good at sharing people and you can share advice on things that maybe you're not necessarily an expert at because you're channeling. Well, I also, I live with bipolar disorder and I'm a recovering alcoholic. So I have a couple of biological unbalances, but they're all under control. But that mood disorder group that I told you about that I run, I help people with depression, anxiety. I'm also a suicide prevention advocate. Um, I man the suicide hotlines. So I, I, I give back what That's was amazing. given to me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And, I, and believe me, I've been there with um, clinical depression a number of times in my life. I was married for 25 years. I didn't know that the marriage was the thing. I changed everything else. <laughs> I moved. I changed jobs. I mean, we had, we had a child and, and that's what I got out of that relationship. I mean, mm. and there were good times. There were great times. It wasn't yeah. I have Me too. Been there that long. However, I was raised Catholic. So that was kind of, Me too. you just, you married for life. Right. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. So, I mean, I, we've been separated now eight years. I'm now in th a three-year wonderful relationship. That's just so much better for, for me. I'm Good for looking you. forward to my sixties. I'm going to be, I'm coming right up. Yeah. I'm 59 this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And I think that you, once you start living authentically, like I think, I stopped aging. Like someone told me that the other day I was on a podcast and I said, I started living the way I want to live. I meditate. I, I just have a much happier life. And I feel like I look better. Like you just, you, you feel healthier and you feel like you're figuring it out. Right. We don't all figure it out all the time, but at least we're, you're sort of clicking. Things are starting to click into place. I had I, I had some health issues after my sobriety when I got sober. I was did a lot of damage mm -hmm. to my body. And then I finally healed all of that with my doctor and a lot of the, my liver, my pancreas, my cholesterol, my A1C, all were, were off whack. And I fixed all that over the past eight years. After this relationship ended, I fell apart physically, not mentally and physically. I gained weight. My LDL, my A1C all shot through the roof. Um, I developed atrial fibrillation of the heart. And so all that stress and anxiety from the breakup and what had happened manifested in my body uh, and, and my soul and mind. So um, I forget why I brought that up, but it was in, in answer to something you said. Well, I think we were talking about how you know, like the clinical depression that I went through and how I'm now living authentically, I, I feel better. My yeah. health is better. Oh, actually, yeah. I'm reading, I'm reading Gabor Mate, which, and he talks about the underlying causes of stress and how they manifest in the body. So it's the mind body connection. We're still scientists are not, you know, and mainstream doctors are not really buying into that all no. fully yet, but there's a lot of research that is so spot on yeah with all so and and i'm exercising and i'm doing meditation and um and i'm staying single and, and my health is slowly <laughs> getting better and i'm starting to turn that trend around again and um um i i don't think you look your age and i've been told i don't look my age um people look at me and say you're you're i was where was i the other night i was somewhere think an AA meeting or something. And I told them how old I was and nobody could believe it. They were like, you're 63. I'm like, yeah, I'm 63. Yeah, you do. You look like a young guy. You still got a lot of gas left. So, you know, Thank you. You just clean up some of this, some of this. Stuff. I think this is a nice journey for you to take now is start getting into your soul and, and clearing out some stuff. 
So um, your other energy is divine power. So you really do like freedom. You like to do what you want when you want to do it. Um, being um, an entrepreneur is actually really good for you. So if this has sparked something in you that you want to be independent, you don't want to be working for someone, you want to start doing your own thing, it's it's very aligned for who you are. Is that that feels right? So yeah, this is something that I would love to parlay into maybe a full-time thing um, and maybe separate myself from the day job because the day job is very stressful and it's taking a toll on I, not just the breakup physically, but the the job causes stress on me. And sometimes as an alcoholic in recovery, I come home from work some days and I really would like to, a, a glass of scotch, you know, or, or bourbon or something. And, but I don't, you know, I don't, but, um, anyway, yeah. I, yeah. I, I go so, off on tangents. Yeah, no, that's okay. But, but, but think about it because you're good at manifesting. So you can take those IT skills and maybe you can parlay them into something else. Maybe you can be a contract worker. Maybe there's something you can do that is a lot less stressful, you know, just something to, something to think about because that's just very aligned. And the more we can align with our divine gifts, the, the more we can unlock our abundance. Right? Funny you mentioned that because back in 1995, I started my own business when the first Windows computer came out and I, I went to people's houses and I would set up the computers because back then nobody knew anything. Remember 1995, yeah. there was the first home computer. And <laughs> for five or six years, I call, I started my own business where I would go to, you would call me and I'd come over and set up your computer and teach you how to use it. And I was doing very well financially. I was, I was charging, you know, $200 for a setup and 150 per hour, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, but here's the problem. There was no vacation time, sick time, health insurance. It was just, I was freelancing. And mm -hmm. I ran across an old friend of mine who said, hey, my dad's looking for an IT worker, uh, an IT consultant. And that's how I got into this job. And it was supposed to be a, a one-year contract. And he asked me to stay on. And that was 20 uh, years. Long? 20, years, 20 years later, I'm still there. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I make decent money, but it's not, the, the environment is toxic. Um, yeah. So- yeah. So yeah, I I would love to get back into doing what, what I used to do. I would like to have my own schedule and teach you how to use your computer and or fix your computer. And on my time, we would schedule something. I would come to your home or do it virtually, whatever. So maybe one like day. Do you like seniors? That just popped into my head as a, um, you could help seniors who want to well, get into computers. Funny you mentioned that because I live in New York. I'm on Long Island and I just want to get, I'm sorry to say this. I want to get the fuck out of here. It, it is just <laughs> financially. Even Long Island. <laughs> um, the, the weather is horrible. The economy is horrible. The people are horrible. Yes. So I would like to move to Florida where I have some family and one of my sons lives. And I would like to. There are That's the more... senior Mecca of America. Yeah. So go down there and help the seniors set up their computers because seniors today are now reaching out to their families across America. They need the Zoom. They need the Skype. They yeah. need the Google Meet. It's COVID, man. There's a lot. There's a lot. And my father-in-law used to, he was, I was surprised happily that he got into computers, but he was always calling to say, could you fix this? Could you yep. help me with this? I don't understand this. So it's an ongoing thing. It's not just set it up and plug and play. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Ongoing support. So and the answer is, there. the there is. And the answer is, yes, I, I um, yes. my yes. parent. I took care of my parents before they passed away. And I, I my grandparents were very close to, and, and I'm approaching senior citizenship. If I'm not there, <laughs> I'm a member of AARP. So. Yeah. Know, so. That's at 60 or something. Isn't it? 60. I got well, a senior you, discount at Shoppers Drug Mart at 50, age 55. And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. But I'll take it. Yeah. So yes, the answer to your question is yes. I have uh, uh, an, a, an affection for seniors or, or whatever the word would be. Okay. okay. So we got a plan now. That's great. So you see, the, the thing is, you're interested in relationship and you're trying to 
move on and heal from a relationship. However, all of our life, life areas are interconnected. So if you're stressed and you're not feeling great about your work situation, if we, you distract yourself from a relationship and do a little work on that and sort of see what you can massage there, you know, a relationship could just come along quite by accident or, Organic, you know, organically. You'll attract, organically. Yeah. Like it's just, if you really want it, or you really worried, if you fear and be worried that you're going to live, you're going to die alone, or you're not going to have a relationship, that's what the universe is going to deliver. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you need to kind of distract yourself, do something different and really say, oh, I really like to work on this for the next while. And kind of having a relationship it's a lot of work. So maybe I should set that aside. I'm not going to worry about it. If someone comes along, that's a good for me, good fit for me. Beautiful. Perfect. Now, now that's what I'm doing. I'm single for the longest time I've been single in my adult life. I'm now going on eight months. I have gone on maybe two or three that's dates. That's the longest you've been single. Wow. Because okay. I jumped from relationship to relationship when one ended and men do this. It's it's a known fact. They don't want to deal with the hurt and and the no, shame women or do whatever. It too. It's not okay. just men. We need to, yeah. But it's it's never healing. It's never looking at what went wrong. What 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 part did I play? And so now I I'm single and I'm staying single, even though I'm on some dating apps. But I'm letting them expire. And I want plus my podcast covers dating, so I'm doing some research. But I'm not dating. I'm, I'm, I want to stay single. I want to fix me. I want to fix this. Yeah. Well, and also if you keep looking for any relationship, every time you're out of one, you're looking outside yourself for someone to fill you or complete you or whatever it is. Exactly. I have this thing that I'm not valuable enough if I, unless I have a partner and I, I, I have this self-love issue. I, I don't know that I love myself or how, listen, this last girlfriend was escorting and, and having sex with other men. I stayed even knowing that what kind of self-respectful person would, would put up with that. And I did for two years. I'm upset. I'm resentful towards myself and, and angry at myself for doing that. Um, but you stayed because you were trying to figure out subconsciously, what is the lesson? What am I supposed to learn? Is this relationship supposed to break me so that I will then stand on my own for a while? And figure me out. That was I the... tell you, when I left my 25-year marriage, I was not interested. And I was single for five years. And wow. it was it was I you know what? I had the time of my life. <laughs> but you were younger. Here's my problem. I'm 63. If I stay single for five years, it'll be like 68. Uh, which is well, you know, if I lucky to no, live I'm to not 80. Saying you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying five years, but I was married. I was also married in one relationship for 25 years. So that took a while to unwind from, <laughs> and I still, I'm, you know, in ways unwinded, from. but um, yeah. So I think, I think that you, there were some serious lessons in that relationship and maybe this is the one that's going to allow you to break free because you've now. So, okay. So what I've checked into is contracts. If you have a soul level contract in your record. Okay. So there is a soulmate contract that is from the age of 41. So who are you with when you were 41? And let's figure that out. It was 2001, 2002. You said you got... Divorced at 32, and then you were with... So the following year, as always, I met another woman, and we connected. And while it technically wasn't a marriage, it was a civil union, she moved in, and then we had a child together. Um, and I stayed with her for 10 years, but she was a very difficult woman to live with. She had OCD, she had some other issues, and so we constantly were clashing. Um as a matter of fact, I just came back from visiting my son from that relationship. I ended that relationship after 10 years. I just couldn't take it anymore. I'm, I'm telling you, if I put my water bottle down here, she'd move it over mm -hmm. here because it was not, she was into feng shui and she was a house decorator and things had to be organized, very OCD. And right. I, I would come home and put my keys down. And the next morning I couldn't go to work because I didn't know where she put the keys. <laughs> you know, it drove me nuts. 
But that oh, was a yeah. woman I was with at 41. Okay. So a soulmate contract in, in our work and soulmates are, that word is thrown around a lot, right? People say, oh, I met my soulmate. I want to meet my soulmate. Well, sometimes when you are with a soulmate, it can be like a binding agreement at a soul level. That means no matter how crappy it is or toxic, or no matter how many things we go over or how much therapy we go to, we just still want to be together, but we don't really know why. It's not, it's not healthy for either one of, a, of the couple because they're not standing on their own. They're bound together as a soulmate. So this indicates that you have a tendency, you have a tendency to meet someone and then you, you bind to that person on a soul level and you, you can't cut loose, even if it's, even if it's toxic and unhealthy. Right. So, and, and I'm, and I'm still, and I'm still thinking about the ex. I just went down to the beach today and that's where we spent the last three summers. And I was triggered that I, I miss her and I miss the beach times and no, I haven't let go of her um, or the memories of her or the potential of what we had. So, um, yeah, I thought she was my soulmate and I have not severed that connection. Okay. So in this work, I request a release of these contracts. Any other soulmate contracts that you might have, you just let them go. And then you have homework to affirm the clearing. Okay, so it's your it's your own intention. I I don't have the power to do it. I can request it in the records, and then you you acknowledge that yes, I I have this tendency, and I would like to let that go. Okay. And then it's I'm in. and we do it. Okay. okay. And the next thing that I found now, I just want to mention to you is when I do whenever I do a reading or work, it's it's only what your soul is ready to release at that time. Right. So you can't release everything from every lifetime and everything that's gone on um, in your soul because it would just be a it would be a healing crisis. You would be overloaded. So what you do is just you do it in bits and pieces. So you come back. So I work with clients long term. They can come and have a do some releasing soul realignment and then come back in a few months or however long it is. Some people it's two years, you know, they come back and have another so it's just, it's, it's an ongoing process and we're not meant to ever finish clearing up all our stuff. We just meant okay. to do as much as we can, right? In this lifetime. So the next part is um, the life lesson that relationships support for you. So I had given you your primary life lesson was healing, right? So that's a very interesting one. Um, and we can talk more about that if we do a soul realignment with you, which I would like to do at some point. Thank you. Um, but, um, the life lesson is temperance. So it's interesting because temperance is also one of your cards. cards. Yeah. Right. So temperance, meaning you are relationships are supposed to bring balance to you. They're supposed to help you with balance. So the right relationship is going to help you with that. It's going to allow you to be your own person and also be in that relationship. Right now, the relationships, you're not learning the last year, 29% of that lesson. So you really you know the number of relationships you've had, have any of them provided any kind of balance, like proper balance? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here's, and here's the aspect. So it's like a, it's like a term that, that comes up with this lesson. It's a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Do you know that saying? I do. Yeah. So that's sort of what your relationships are about a lot of times. Like you're just, you don't want to give up because you think you're going to lose more than just the relationship. And you kind of end up doing that because you lose a piece of yourself every time you go into one of these relationships. Oh, I do. I, I do leave a piece of myself. You know, there, there's something, uh, gosh, there was, there was a reading that I, I had come across, um, uh, Oh God, I don't want to waste your time, but it was something about, you know, it, it was, it was an amazing, uh, I found it on Instagram. It said something about, you know, when you came into my life, you, you blah, blah, blah. And you, you manipulated me. You, you did this, you did that. And when you left, you took a piece of me and that's okay. You can have it, you know? So Every relationship that I have left or, or left me, they took a piece of me with them. 
And right. um, I don't, it was something that I came across and I really found very interesting that I, I'm, am I losing parts of me or are they taking parts of me that I no longer need? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it, but what you just said resonated with me by, by taking pieces of me. It's it's a piece of you in terms of, for me, it feels like it's just, it's a piece of your self-confidence, piece of your heart. And oh, you can wow. feel that stuff, right? You can bring that stuff back to you. But that's not, yeah, it's not right for people to take that from you, right? Or control you in that way. So we're going to get rid of that stuff. Okay. Okay. Stuff. Um, okay, so the next part, the last part of the reading is the, the blocks that are coming up, relationship blocks that have affected you in, in this, these are all current life blocks. Well, one of them is, um, one of them is genetic, which is interesting. Um, so I'll go over the three that you have. Um, the first one's a constraint. Um, and it's interestingly at age 33. <laughs> so a constraint was placed on you with the energy of penitence at age 33. So would that be this woman that you were with for 10 years? At no. 30, I got divorced in 32. Uh, 32, 19. Yeah, at age 32. At age 32. Married at 25, divorced at 32. Yeah. And I, my wife and I at that time were also very active alcoholics. I did get sober then. And um, I entered the uh, 12 step program back then. And I also filed bankruptcy because we had lost everything in, in the divorce and, and we filed bankruptcy. Um, but I entered my first recovery at age 33. Okay. Okay. And, but ended, ended a marriage at 32 and a half or something. So okay. I, I was a new phase of my life. At 33. So who then, because the energy is penitence. So the energy is like, you have to give penance. You have to feel sorry and bad for what you did. So who did you give your power away to that made you feel that way right? and place that constraint? Would that have been your ex-wife potentially? I, it must be because I, I, there was nobody else. Okay. Okay. Do you feel that way sometimes that you are paying penance for what you did for any bad stuff that you've oh, done? Mar Marilyn, I, I don't know how familiar you are with the 12 step program, but the 12 step program step four okay, is yeah. all about, yeah, it's all about making amends and uh, taking accountability for the collateral damage we caused in our, in, in our drinking days. So mm -hmm. yes, I am. Um, one thing that I've often been told that I'm number one, very self-aware about, I will admit when I'm wrong and I will admit blah, blah, blah. But I'm also yeah. I'm also very good at if if I hurt you to even today in sobriety I will make amends to you immediately if I realize that oh my god I shouldn't have said that or oh my god I shouldn't have done that to you um, mm -hmm. I I will come to you the the next day that night or whatever and I will make amends so it's it's ingrained in me in the twelve step program um, it, I I don't know if that's what you're talking about but. Yeah, I think this goes even a little further that that someone in your life wanted you to feel that way, wanted you to feel that way all the time. And and what we do is release that. So whoever it was, and it doesn't we don't necessarily to figure out who it was, you can think about it later and say, okay, at the age of 33, 1993, 94, I gave away my power to somebody and they made me feel like I need to be in a state of penance pretty much forever. So, which is something good to release because no one should take your power and, and make you feel that way. So you may have just, someone may have been a little strong with you. Maybe when you started your, your program, I, I don't know, like there's could, something there that somebody could, could it have been my mother? Now my mother was a devout Catholic devout oh. She was there an extraordinary minister. She was one of the first women to give communion out. Really? Yeah, back what? then. Yep. 
Wow. Back back in the day before right. even women became priests, she you know what an extraordinary minister is where where when you go up to church to receive the communion, the priest oh, would, yeah. well, she was a, a, a woman in our in our diocese and she became the first woman in our diocese to allow to give communion to the parishioners. And so my mom, and I'm the only son, and I have three daughters, three daughters, three sisters. Oh, she, you do? Okay. Yeah, three younger sisters. Oh. Um, my mom, while she enabled me and helped me, I think also was very disappointed in me. Um, my parents were very wealthy. They were, my father was a doctor. My mother was his nurse. He built a practice. He, I went to very good schools. I went to, uh, I, I was taken care. I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth and I was the rebel. And I, my, I turned out to be the black sheep of the family and all my three sisters are doing fantastic. I'm not. <laughs> so, but my parents have since passed on. But I, and, and what's interesting is that I, I stopped believing in God because I worked for the Catholic church right around then. And I did some fundraising for them. And Marilyn, what I saw behind the scenes of the Catholic Church was just make yeah. your, your stomach turn. This is back when the pedophilia was going on. I saw alcoholism. I, I just saw so many. So I, I left the Catholic Church and my mom was very angry at me for, I told her, I said, mom, you don't know what's going on behind this. She goes, I know what's going on, but it's about, you know, she gave me this speech oh, about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that might be my mom. Yeah. You're talking okay. about. Okay. So that just means that you give your power away. And you probably were in a state at that time that you were just ready. You were ready to give anything to anybody to help you. Right? Oh, yeah. So no. yeah. So she was disappointed. So this whole penitence and this it's that whole that even has a religious tone to it, right? That whole penance thing. So yeah, so that's something we just need to get rid of. We need to release it because you've paid plenty of penance, right? You've you've done it and you're doing the work and you don't need a constraint sitting there in your no. hole, right? I, I, I give myself enough grief. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. I, I don't have a high... Marilyn, I brush my teeth in the morning. I can't look at myself in the mirror sometimes because I don't like what I see. So I have enough of my own self-shame yeah yeah so yeah. I, I i don't need other people giving it to me i i do I do a very good job at my doing it myself that's right all right we can work on that and um, the next thing is an imprint it's genetic it's from your father it sits Ooh. in your fourth chakra <laughs> your fourth in your heart in your emotional body in your heart and the aspect is coming out as hell hath no fury like a woman scorned mm. is that does that sound familiar or was that something that would have been did your mom wear the pants in the family <laughs> well dad was the the doctor and the breadwinner but mom ran mom was your Back then, which was unheard of, where the wife worked, she worked for him as in his office, helping him build yes. his practice. But she also had to run the house. She had four kids, right? So, um, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. That I, I'm just trying to. The okay. the, the hell well, I wondered though. I mean, it seems to. It seems to make sense for you because you don't want to piss women off. You want no, to no. kind of buy into the happy wife, happy, happy life thing, which absolutely drives me mental. But, but that's how I was brought up. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So that's where it's from. It's from please your wife, please your woman. Don't, you know, don't mess with, you know, you've got a woman, be happy. And, a, that, you know, really. and that's what I did in this last relationship. I did everything I could do to please her. This, yeah. but I think it was to my detriment because after a while she got bored of it, you know, and, but anyway, it's genetic. You, you mentioned genetics. This, I think this one is genetic. It comes yeah. from your dad. So he yep. sort of passed that on to you yep. and you, you brought that into all your relationships. And isn't mm -hmm. that great? So yeah. By the so way, I'll tell you, 
Let me tell you a quick story. When I went on my first date when I was 13, my dad, I said, Dad, I have a date to go to the movies. Can you drive us? And he said, yeah, I'll take you. So he picked, we went to pick her up. We went to the movies. And then after the movies, he picked us up and he drove us home. And when we got to her home, we were sitting in the back seat, my date and I, and he was driving. And I reached over to open the door for her thinking that was gentlemanly, you know, like I would reach open and and she got out of the car and my father turns to me and he says, get out of the car and walk her to the door. Be a gentleman, you know? Wow. You know, (laughs) never sat me down and said, this is how you be a gentleman. But I I, I was kind of thrown into it and taught along the way. The moment. Yeah. (laughs) So, but does that count for, pleasing he just told me he he knew how to treat women he treated women with dignity and respect and he treated my mom very well so um good but there's there's a probably there's like an underlying fear and and maybe he got that from his father there's like a fear of i don't cross i don't cross this woman she's she's a strong woman i don't cross her yeah my 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 mom was an only child and and an italian born from uh, my grandfather was right off the boat from Italy. So uh, yeah, my mom was a very strong woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's done. We need to get rid of, we let go of that. And the last thing is a hook and a hook is very important to release because that is allows another person to run a program in your energetic body. Right. So this is age 58. This is current. This is pretty pretty current um and it's in your second chakra mental body and it is criticism it's running a program of criticism well that's when i met my ex-girlfriend when i was 58 we met the year that covid hit okay so i mean aside from things being great and and fun was there an underlying criticism was she critical of you he came from a culture where she was you uh again a miss universe pageant contestant and she often told me that she had men lining up around the block waiting to date her um if i didn't do something absolutely correctly the way she wanted it done i was told over and over again that if i don't get it right that i'll be replaced um i don't know that's Um, criticism but that's an ultimatum um that's abuse is what that is yeah yeah i was i was criticized um yeah there was also a woman right before that don't forget, I jumped from relationship to relationship. So right before I met her, I was with another woman who was a corporate woman. And she was running, she was a physical therapist, and she ran the Northeast division of this corporate company, and very well to do and very established. And um, I don't know if she was critical, but she was very, she would talk down to me sometimes. Like I was one of her employees. Yeah, condescending. Like I was one of her employees. So yeah, that was right around 58. Right? Oh, okay. The, yeah, transition okay, so between that be... relationship into the next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we release the hook because it's in your second chakra. And you know where that is. You know, that's sacral. You know, that's creativity. You know, that's your sexual energy. You know, that's your financial center. So if you've got criticism sitting in there, that means that everything you do, you're going to be self-critical and people are going to criticize you or you're going to assume you're being criticized. Mm. Like it's just a whole thing that sits in there and it's not, it's not going to help you. So moving forward, obviously you don't want that in there, right? You need to get rid of it. No. So that, so that is a relationship reading. So you said I have homework to do. You have homework. Yeah. So I send you, uh, it's just a reading. It takes a couple minutes and you do it every day for 21 days. And that 
affirms the clearing that that trains your subconscious to say i'm done with these blocks it's over and and i need to tell the ego too because the ego is going to keep you right where you are yeah because it thinks you're safe right so it's it's not going to like anything new so we but we do this and then you see how you feel and then you start doing some other things in your life like we talked about that are going to bring you some joy and some passion and that's going to lift your energy and your vibration so you can then attract someone at the right time for you because the right person is out there for you you just haven't you haven't lined up right you're just not lined up yet okay so i'm jumping in here that was the first recording and first reading she did for me that was a relationship reading so marilyn and i are meeting um, several times to do various readings uh, i think the next one um, well the next one you're going to hear is a follow-up that we did a little bit less than a week later so let's get to that and then i'll wrap it all up Anonymous Andrew is back. Um, this is still part of episode, uh, the episode that you were listening to, and I am back with Marilyn. Marilyn gave me some homework uh, after the reading she did for me last week, and um, actually, really wasn't last week. It was what four days ago, I guess. It was right? only a few days ago. A few yeah. days ago, right? <laughs> so uh, the homework was to read. Out, and by the way, do I read it out loud or just to myself? Because I've been it's reading it out loud. You. Yeah, I've yeah, been reading out it out loud. Out loud is fabulous. Yeah. So I read out loud about two and a half pages that she sent me. And I have to do that every night for 21 days, correct? Correct. All right. So I, and I, I'm so I did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and today's Thursday. So as of tonight, I will have done four days in a row. And I, I was talking to Marilyn right before we hit record. I can already feel a shift in my energy or my soul realignment. I don't know if I'm using the right words. Should I give them an example of what I just told you before about the yes, email? Of course. Yeah, so yes. I came I came across an email this morning at work from my ex-girlfriend that was sent to me eight months ago and it was buried in my archives and i don't know if this was a coincidence or what but i was cleaning out my emails trying to clean up you know how inboxes can get cluttered and i came across this email of hers that she sent me it was the last contact that she and i had she sent me an email and i did not respond to it but she said some pretty she was making fun of me and she said some nasty things and it back then it really hurt and it really triggered me and other throughout the last eight months anytime that something came up with my girlfriend i came across her website she has a business and she redesigned it i just stumbled upon it on google one day i got triggered so badly because it just brought up the memories because i was helping her start the business the point i'm getting at is that today's email did not trigger me it it I, I saw the email, I read it, and for literally a minute and a half, I felt anxiety and my stomach was in knots. But something just magically, like a calming effect came over me and I did some deep breathing and it just went away. It just drifted away, this anxiety, this stress. Um, and I... I it can't be a coincidence that just four nights ago, I started doing the homework that Marilyn gave me on uh, after the reading she did. So it's, I, I'm, I'm I grateful. For the, came up, I think it came up on purpose. I don't think it was a coincidence. I, I think I, it was a test for you, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that because the, it was buried in an archive folder and I was cleaning out my regular inbox. I didn't click on the archive folder and I, I don't know, something could have hit the keyboard and switched some, uh, but all I know is I looked up and there it was and, and it's from eight months ago. So that would have been so buried deep. You know, uh, this is a work email with, I, I think I have over 20,000 emails in there. And that's why I was cleaning it out because I was like, oh, I got to get rid of all the, just the old stuff that you don't need. 
what are the chances of this one email coming out of 20,000 emails? So anyway, it Marilyn's reading and my, the homework she gave me has already, I can feel already a realignment. It's fantastic. And I, yeah. And so, all right. Well, what would you like to do tonight? Well, I just wanted to um, to check in to see, and that, that's exactly what I was looking for, for you to see how you're feeling, that you're, um, you're affirming the releasing work that we did on Monday night. So that's what the relationship reading does. It allows us to find out what, what are the, like essentially the triggers or the blocks in relationship, in the life area of relationships. So this reading is particular to relationships and I do other sort of more general soul realignment readings that are more in depth. Uh, but this one targets relationships and I actually do this for single people. I do it for married couples. I do it for parent, child, best friends, business partners, you name it. Um, and parent, child with the parent and spirit as well, because sometimes there's still stuff between someone even after they've passed oh, yeah. that we're oh, yeah. holding on to or that we didn't complete or you want to release some things for that person who passed away and you're connected to them so um so these readings are really important and can be really helpful and i, I really i really appreciate andrew that you that you connected that shift to the work that we've been doing because quite often people will have a reading and do the homework and they, you don't Things are happening, but they don't realize they're not really aware of what it connects back to. Um, and there's lots of people that do lots of different work. And then finally, something will turn the light on. But they think, oh, nothing's working, nothing's working. And then they do something and then it finally all lights up. And you think, well, which which one was it? Which therapy did I do? Which, you know, which process did I take which medication you know you don't always know what it is so it's it's so lovely that you take a process and you work through it and you see what the changes are and then you know you do that for 21 days we do the homework to um, convince the subconscious and the ego that that you've released these blocks now it's done right and, so that's why the 21 days great and I I, I just I'm gonna take my earbuds out. I I uh, I didn't mention to the audience, and and I I to me this is a a key point. Uh, I I've been prescribed some anti-anxiety medication, uh, and when I've been triggered in the past by her in some event or something, uh, or something comes up on my screen, uh, that uh, whatever, I would I would feel the urge that I would have to take this anti-anxiety medication to. So we we're putting I'm putting chemicals in my body to to subdue the stress anxiety. I did not do that today. That's what I'm getting at. I did not take the medicine today, and that's a big step for me. So um, I don't take the medicine every day unless I need it to sleep. But I've been taking that medicine during the day if I'm triggered by a memory of hers that I can't digest, and so. Uh, just a testament to to the reading and to the homework that you gave me that it is working so that's great all right and i just want to be clear that i am i'm the guide so your soul is giving me the information i'm just channeling it to you and then you are doing the work you are doing the transformation work because it's your intention that you clear these things i can only request and then you affirm the clearing right so so i just want to make sure people know don't, don't, don't give your power away to somebody who is guiding and coaching you. You are doing the work yourself. Yeah. No, I, and I, and I agree. And I appreciate that. Um, when you gave me the homework, um, I, I, I looked forward to it and it, it it's, it was, I, I actually leave it at, in the morning when I make my bed, I put it on my pillow. So when I go to bed <laughs> at night, I have, I, 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 no matter how late it is, how tired I am, it's the last thing I do before I go to bed, which I find if I read that right before I go to sleep, it, it can process overnight in yes. my head. So, yeah, that's fantastic. And then what we talked about too, just before we came on was 
the next step that we want to do is to do a property energy clearing for you because you lived in the same space with this mm -hmm. ex. Um, and, you know, the energy is all around and those feelings and thoughts and, you know, there could be some negative stuff in there and you're, you're spiritual and you use sage and a lot of people do that. You sage and crystals and things. Those are good for temporary fixes and to, to keep the energy clear. But I actually go into the Akashic records for your property and I remove what's there and I close portals so that energies can no longer come in from outside. So yeah. that, that will give you a nice refresh and that will, you know, help keep this vibe and these shifts happening for you. And I do have sage and I do have incense and I do have, and I even did the vinegar thing. I, I, I guess, you know, about vinegar, um, vinegar. I is supposed know to, that I know this one. Uh, that maybe goes into the tarot world um, or the, Oh gosh, I don't know. I just know that if you, clean the floors with vinegar it it gets rid of spirits and um oh, I, I i don't know but but the sage <laughs> and the and the incense great. yeah and i i i've used that back many 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 months ago i haven't burned sage, sage in a while but i i'm 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 enjoying the the akashic records um what what you're doing this is <laughs> Because right. I've heard of it before. My ex was into it. She looked into it, but I knew nothing about it. And I'm so happy I, I met you and that we're doing this. So That's great. Fantastic. And listen, I want to pull a, I have a Power of Surrender cards um, Oracle deck. So I thought I would pull you a card now that we've been chatting for a bit. Do you have this one? I know this one. You have that one? Oh, okay. Yes, do I do. You pull a card every day to get some guidance, or you know, you, you know, Marilyn. I I was religious in doing that, as I think I mentioned to you once before. I would even do tarot every night just to do a reading for myself. This podcast has taken that all away from me. And as I've showed you, you see my background. The audience can't see that, but the whole living room is all my oracle cards and tarot cards, and my table and where I do my readings are right there. <laughs> but yeah. now I spend all my time in front of this computer doing podcasts, editing, and answering emails. But I think that might be a good idea. I do have that deck, okay. and I think I'll pull it out. One card. One card a night, one card a morning. It doesn't, you know, like people that get overwhelmed by tarot, I always say, pull a card. One card. You know, pull it in the morning, take a look at it at night, and say, oh, that's what that means. I have a table next to my bed that I used to roll out of bed in the morning, light the yeah. candle, light the incense, and do a reading in the morning. And and. Now I come right to the computer and answer email. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, I know. Just take I, that extra 10 seconds and I pull am. yourself a card. I do that at night too. I pull a card and say, what do I need to think about or sleep on tonight? And I pull a card. I'm going to uh, do you're that. You're going to be very interested in the card that I pulled for you right now. It is Surrender Fear. Okay. I'll, and... send, I'll send you a picture of it. That let go of the fearful stories you are telling yourself. Stay in the moment. Focus on solutions and celebrate every baby step forward. How perfect is that for you? Yep. <laughs> it's it, it's almost exactly what I need. It's because <laughs> I I I've talked about fear. I have obviously I have the, I have this tremendous fear, and I don't tell me if we're, we're going down a different path. I've talked about a fear running into her at the beach. I have a fear of her reaching out to me because I right now I have no desire to be just like alcohol. When I put the alcohol down, I have no desire to drink. I have no desire to see this woman or talk to her again. But if she should contact me, I have a fear that I would be weak and uh, entertain. You don't experience the triggering that she's no. going to bring. So that's where we need to get to with the readings that we do for you is we keep reducing her impact because she has impact on you. She's, oh, yeah. You know, that she's triggered is she's bringing up all of these things, which are, you know, they're lessons, right? We we learn things when we go through relationships with people. So, so that will be the true test because you, what you need to do is really surrender the fear of running into her and just say, I don't care. If I run into her, I run into her, she's not going to trigger me. And that will be the ultimate test yeah. of, all the work you're doing right so that would be cool i i i told this story on, on an episode the other night um 
my happy place is the beach, but she and I spent three summers at the beach and I live literally like at six blocks away. And I've been avoiding going down there each weekend because I have this fear that she's going to come down to the beach. It's her happy place too. But I forced myself to go down to the beach this past weekend on Father's Day weekend and June and Juneteenth. It was a three day holiday. And I went down to the beach and I faced my fear because right. I said, if I go down there and she's down there. Um, but I went down and my fear was overcome and she wasn't there. So it was, yeah, <laughs> that helped. I was, that helped too. Yeah. But it's your, don't let her take that away from you. Because yeah. that's your happy place. So you can create some new memories down there with whoever oh, else. I'm going to make new memories. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, is there anything else, any other questions that you have about this particular reading or? No. I, so I'm going to continue to do the homework. Um, I, I'll put, I'll put this episode together for, for our listeners and uh, I'll post it. Um, it's going to be a, a couple of weeks, but then we'll, I think Marilyn and I are going to get back together and we'll, we'll do another. Um, we'll do we'll, the property energy clearing. Okay. Great. So all I need for that is, is essentially an address and I do it all remotely. That's the beauty of all this work because yeah. I can do it for anyone anywhere in the world. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I, yeah. I will covertly give you my address yes oh yeah no i don't, I don't want to take it on the air no. <laughs> you know, people lining up at your door I, I i don't even tell people where i live like I'm, they know i'm in new york but that's that's all they know so but yeah i have no problem doing that for you okay no great i'm looking forward right. to it. so yeah so to the audience we're, marilyn and i are going to get together once every month maybe or every couple of weeks whatever and we're, we're i'm going to let her show us what she does with Akashic records and everything else that she does. And I'm, I'm going to be the, I, I, it's not a good word to use the Guinea pig, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're going to be the open soul, <laughs> the test subject. Thank you. That's a better, that's a better word. So, okay. Okay. Marilyn, thank you. Thank you again. You're and, so uh, and we'll stay in touch and we'll talk, we'll set up our next meeting soon. Sounds great. Thanks. All right. Andrew. Have a good Here. night. Bye bye. You too. Bye. All right. Thank you, Marilyn Penny. Marilyn Penny, everybody. All right. So that concludes part one of my Akashic record reading, uh, clearing my relationship past. We have uh, already done the next reading. Um, I'm doing the editing on that now. Uh, I'm not sure when that will air, but uh, anyway, you'll you'll be notified. Ladies and gentlemen and people of all genders, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I ask, please follow me, subscribe to me on whatever platform you're on. And if you're on Apple, please give me a five-star rating or whatever amount of stars that you think I deserve. And a little, rever uh, little review at the bottom would be much appreciated. Uh, I need all the help I can get here. If you are going to make a choice or need to make a choice, please choose wisely. Until next time. Ciao.